0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amarillo. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is the podcast for all you instructional technology coaches out there. If you are somebody providing professional development to your school district, this is the show for you. On today's show, we're going to be talking about ways that you can stay organized when working in multiple buildings. And maybe that is a topic that hits home for you. I certainly know several tech coaches out there, including Nick and myself, were tech coaches in multiple buildings. What do we do? How do we keep organized? That is our topic for today. But before we get into our topic, Nick, we had a fantastic episode last week talking about three things that every tech coach needs to start the school year. Did you have any, uh, any, any great feedback from that show? Yeah, Jeff, I think, you know, people had a lot to say about it. And I think the idea
1: that just there is a spot for us as tech coaches, right? Like there's a place for them to go to, uh, to voice some concerns and then to ask some questions and for some feedback. And and I think we got some things, people asking about sites, right? And uh, what sites and why paid versus free and um, what are we using and why do we use them? So I think it was good. And I think, you know, a place for them to come back to.
0: And 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 I kind of got that feedback too. You know, we put something out on the TeacherCast inside. Some- newsletter this week about all this stuff i had a few tech coaches write to me and say oh my goodness last episode absolutely hit home and i, I want to take a few moments here nick if we can to to kind of talk about what you just mentioned here websites right we had mentioned last week that there was several different kinds of websites you know wordpress EduBlogs, blogs wix weebly google sites but i wanted to kind of take a moment here and kind of expand on that free versus paid now nick you have a website don't you I do, yeah. And is there a is it a paid website?
1: Is it a free website? So you know, for me personally, um, you know, I was working on a free version of WordPress, but I think for me personally, and building a brand, you know, really having to switch to the paid version.
0: And I think, um, and that's that's really where it is, right? Like if you're absolutely. doing a tech coach website for your school. Free is wonderful. Free is great. Yep. Google sites is wonderful. EduBlogs blogs is wonderful. Um, if you're creating something for yourself, um, you can still do free, right? But as soon as you want to attach a domain to it, as soon as you kind of want to be a little bit of a more of a property versus just a thing that I have, um, you know, a couple bucks goes a long way, right? Like having your own branded domain, having your own corner of the world, if you will, Um it's not expensive, right? You know, I, I, TeacherCast, I'll tell you, is built on a platform called Podcast Websites. And you can find more information over at teachercast.net slash PW. Lots of great stuff there for anybody that wants to build an inexpensive, and it really is an expensive website for that. Of course, if you're on WordPress, um, I, you know, I, I have a, I, I do a lot of websites for people, and for WordPress business, um, and I and I don't have an affiliate for this one, Nick, yet. But it's <laughs> it's, it's twenty five bucks a month to have business class WordPress install. I mean, it's it's seriously cheap these days to have your own branded website that you can put your tech coaching stuff, your resume stuff, your family stuff, whatever it is. Um, it, it's it's
1: really cheap these days yeah and i think it goes a long way right like one of the things we talked about with me you know having uh to do it you know so i'm, I'm in the same boat as a lot of people is is wanting to switch over and do that piece and i think it, it's good in branding yourself and relating everything together right like core cor- corralling all of your different personas online into the same name scheme and things like that and it goes a long way to make it easier for people to remember
0: now the other thing that i want to mention on here which is really important that I find a lot of teachers don't have on the front of their minds is the security, right? So for instance, you know, I, I'm a user of the service Dropbox and Dropbox is free, but there's also a paid edition. And one thing people might not realize is is when you are on the paid version, there is a ton more security on your accounts, on your downloads. And even in the Google ecosystem, right? If you're just on free.gmail.com, yes, you've got Google Drive, and yes, it's secure, and yes, it's all wonderful. I don't want to get you know get the idea that it isn't. But when you do decide to move up to getting your own G Suite account, like I know so many tech coaches out there do, because they're you know they're doing training with things and they want multiple accounts. The level of security and safety just skyrockets. And it's much, much, much more secure for individuals to and I think G Suite's what, five bucks a month or something? Yeah. It's yep. it's it's ridiculously small, right? And this but the security is there for any potential you know, I don't even want to think about it, but anything that happens there. Sure. Now good point. So there's a lot of different things that have been going on there. We want to know what you think of this show. You can, of course, go to askthetechcoach.com where we're building out this brand, where we're building out this show. Um, again, askthetechcoach.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Ask um, We Tech we, we have a great channel there. We've been uh, tweeting there a lot more often over the last couple of weeks. And we want to learn from you. We want you guys to join our Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind More information on that at the end of the show here. We're going to talk a little bit about some of our plans that we have for you, instructional technology coaches. And, you know, of course, Nick, as we go through here, as we gear up towards the beginning of the school year, many tech coaches are back in the classroom working on professional development. And, uh, you know, many people are going to be downloading this on Tuesday, August 14th. And Nick, tell people a little bit about what you're going to be doing on Tuesday, August 14th.
1: Yeah, so perfect timing because Tuesday, August, August 14th, I'm running my uh, in-district uh, unconference slash ed camp, you know, for, for my teachers and my staff. And uh, just another piece, you know, you really don't realize um, as a tech coach and as, as a teacher who goes to maybe conferences a lot, right, um, how many teachers really don't. So they don't get to partake or have that opportunity or never experience what these, uh, you know, Educon, Uh, events are like, and this is an opportunity for me to bring it to my district and really personalize it, right? Teachers teaching teachers and um, bringing people that maybe fit some of the needs for the departments that I need. And it just, you know, makes it a fun, engaging day for everyone.
0: Now, we're going to do an entire blog post about this, and we're going to do an entire show about how to create these different things, because Nick, most summer ed camps have five, 10 people show up. Nick, how many people do you have signed up for your school district?
1: Yeah, we've got uh, 70 as of now, or over 70, 70, 70 five people right now, uh, scheduled to attend uh, on Tuesday, which is great. And you know, um, I'm even gaining some secretaries, which is a fun piece, right? Because that's, a, that's another thing like a lot telling them, hey, here's some workshops that might even work for you, why don't you come and join and, and I'd love to see the number continue to grow.
0: That is fantastic that we're doing stuff for not only the classroom teachers, but the support staff and the office workers. It is a great time just to kind of come in because, you know, you're not necessarily all dressed up. You're just hanging out and and enjoying, you know, it, it networking. Right. It's networking with a little bit of with a little bit of purpose on there. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Fun time, right? shorts show up in sandals and and learn some things and you make the day what you want right
0: now when you're looking at a summertime thing and, and i don't want to go into too much about this because again <laughs> we're going to do a full blown episode but is there a difference between schooltime pd and summertime pd or are you just doing your school time stuff all on the same day and inundating people with you know google docs and google classroom stuff yeah. Sorry. That was my dog barking there.
1: Um, no, you know what? I think summertime is great to really spark interest for the upcoming year. So if you have an opportunity, what I find during the summer is trying to build some of that one-to-one time. Um, if you have those teachers that really want to dive in and start an idea, that's a great time during the summer. Um, I, I like sparking ideas and interest. I To me, that's just an opportunity for me. Like, hey, we talked about some things last year, either let's riff and kind of jump off this topic a little bit more, or here are some new ideas here's some fun things to play with and that to me is what's so fun about the summertime because it's more hands-on it's not some more like You know them telling you I've had this issue yet or something I specifically want, it's they're looking for these ideas, and I really enjoy that during the summertime.
0: And you know, it's not just tech coaches that are giving summertime PD, it's the ed tech companies that are out there. Last week, Microsoft Education had a fantastic four-part series called Back to School Live, where they brought teachers over to Redmond, and they broadcasted it out on Facebook and other digital medium, and they did a, a complete relaunch and rebrand of two of of my favorite apps, Microsoft Teams, and something you might be familiar with, Nick, called Flipgrid. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so much great stuff out there. We're going to have the links to everything in our show notes here. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast number 12. And not only is Microsoft Education doing a, a great merger between Teams and Flipgrid, but they've also got a nice podcast over there. You can, of course, go to teachercast.net slash M-I-E spotlight or teachercast.net slash Microsoft edu to find all of our great Microsoft education things. I know we've got a big audience listening to this that are in Microsoft schools. But, Nick, what do we have going on these days for the teachers that are in G Suite schools? What is new in the world of G Suite?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things, I think, is Google Classroom. You know, the updates that they're making to Google Classroom. Um you know, being able to manage the students a little bit easier to manage classwork, uh, quicker ways to um, review and submit grades, you know, to student work. So some nice work there. And I think that goes a long way. And especially with the amount of, you know, LMSs out there. That's a big piece. Right. So I think that's does a nice job in meeting some of the standards to what the teachers looking for with programs like Schoology and Canvas and things like that.
0: And with that, there was actually a post that came out last week about Something that you might be interested in. You see, Gmail. Uh, many people know has refreshed itself. Brand new version of Gmail, and and everything that I'm reading about it, Nick, it says they're just getting started. One of the things that I noticed about Gmail when it refreshed was there is no link between Gmail and Google Contacts. I thought that was weird. Yeah. And then last week they came out with a big announcement that says they're taking legacy Gmail. And, Nick, remember up in the top left, there was a little drop-down. It was tasks, contacts, and and, and there was one more, I think, in there. Reminders, I think it might have been. They've they've removed the word contacts from that. So what's happening now is there's a lot of school districts, maybe like yours out there that you're listening, if you're listening here, um, that don't allow direct access to Google Contacts. Maybe that's an app that's not turned on. And because Gmail now took that feature away... We want to remember to turn that app on in our G Suite admin console. So that's just a little yeah. uh, update about what's going on there. I think that's important. I know that many teachers aren't into Google contacts, Nick, but certainly sure. as tech coaches, I've got an active contact list. I know our administrators have an active contact list. It's one of those things that you don't think about until it's not there. And guess what? Maybe for you, maybe it's not there yet and you've got to reactivate it.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm the same way. I love setting up those contact groups, especially to, you know, quick email to whatever specific designated group of teachers you want or staff or administration. You can really tailor it. You know, I know my district creates a bunch of those name schemes already, but this is an opportunity for me to really designate and harness to specific people uh, in a quicker way.
0: So one of the things that we're going to be doing with our show as we move forward here is to get some, you know, audience participation. We want to hear from you. And as we said, we're going to be building a, a tech coaching mastermind where people can come join us. Maybe we'll do monthly video chats and conferences. We want to build an instructional technology coaching platform here on TeacherCast like no other. This week, we have a fantastic question. And the question is, when you're working with the teachers in your district, what advice do you give them for keeping digitally organized? We want to hear from you. Of course, you can come over here to our blog post. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually post that on our Ask the Tech Coach Twitter feed. It'll it'll be pinned up on top. So, twitter.com slash coach. I'll make sure it's pinned up on the top. We want to hear from you. We want to get your feedback on this question. And we certainly want to talk about it in our next coming episodes. But, Nick, I'll throw the question to you first. You work in multiple buildings, Correct. Yep, absolutely. How do you yourself stay digitally organized? You've got your drive. You've got your LMS. You've got your, your files. You've got your sl- – how does Nick – keep organized.
1: (laughs) You know, one thing is just so many files flying around. Uh, You know, one benefit I will say, and it's not to kind of just toot out and talk about Schoology, but they, you know, the integration they had with with Google has helped. So one of the things that I've uh, enjoyed doing, and it just makes a world of a difference, is adding stuff, uh, not just to one folder, but adding things to multiple folders. And that way it's easier to locate. And sometimes it just fits. You know, you try to come up with some naming scheme and you think you put it in one spot, but it could fit a couple different areas. So, you know, going in, selecting those files in my Google Drive, um, doing a shift Z, selecting the folders that I want, and then, you know, shift Z again, if I want to select a different folder, and dropping stuff in multiple spots, that has helped me a lot other than, you know, thinking it's in one and then not knowing where I put it.
0: And and I think that that's an important skill. You know, one of the things that we did last week was we actually put out a full blog post on this. Again, we're going to link it to our show notes page. This is Ask the Tech Coach episode 12. But one of the things that I find many teachers don't know about and it's vital for anybody in the G Suite system is the ability to add a folder to multiple folders or files to multiple folders, I should say, right? And and I'm going to kind of walk people through this on the, uh, you know, at least from a Mac keyboard and maybe Nick, you can translate on a PC keyboard. But if you go up and you, you know, you see, it says move to, right. And it's a green button, I believe for that says move to. But if you click on the alt or option button, it then switches to a different color button that says add to. And so you can actually have a file be in multiple, multiple spots, And I got to tell you, Nick, that's one of those little secrets that I give tech coaches out there because I organize all of my files by teacher. So I've got a folder named high school in there. I've got a Nick folder. And then inside the Nick folder, I've got folders for all the lessons that we've done together. But that really doesn't help me if I'm working with Sam and Sam's an English teacher. I don't want to be going through all these different folders. and Then I'm opening up other people's work. So I take that project that Nick and I are doing and I add it to a high school English folder. So that way, when I'm working with other English teachers, I can say, look, here's everything going on in the English department. And that has saved me, number one, so much time. It's also a good conversation piece because people are looking at me going, what is that and what are you doing? And now I can engage them a little bit easier. So having the ability to add things to more than one location has been a lifesaver for me. And um Again, that as you said, if it's, if it's saving it in Schoology and Drive or saving it multiple places in G Suite, absolutely one of my favorite things to talk about. Do you have any other tips and tricks for keeping yourself organized? Yeah, for me, I think it just starts with uh, the top level. You know, I just know working with
1: teachers so often is just, uh, you know, make sure everything at the top level, of my drive as the first level that you get to that, you know, is everything organized? Do you only have folders? And do then does a the naming scheme make sense for what's going to be within? And if you can clean that first level up, then you dive to the next level below. And for me, it's just always maintaining that top level. I think that to me, I always just the thing, I don't know if it's just a pet peeve, but the idea of just making sure I have everything only in folders that show up. Uh, and I also have to work in thumbnail view. That's just me. I just I, I can't do the list of view either. Really? Yeah, you know, it's say, I'm not, know uh, it that's
0: we're 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 gonna <laughs> now we're gonna start to argue about this because I hate thumbnail view because it's so big. Now I'll switch to it, but sure. it, it's just too big for me. Here's what I say about all that stuff, right? I, sure. I love the Chrome extension. I believe it's like Google Docs Quick Create, right? Cool, yeah. Now the problem with that is if you're doing that, and I, look, if you're on a whiteboard or a smartboard or whatever kind of things that you're doing, right? You hit that little button and while you're teaching, it makes a doc sheet, slides present, whatever you got. But of course it automatically saves it to, as you said, that top level. And the next thing you know, you're looking at everything and you're going, oh my goodness. What do I do? And my analogy is this. If you go into your bedroom tonight and it's completely clean and you take off your sock, what are you going to do with your sock? You're going to probably put it in the hamper. But if you walk into your bedroom and it's a mess, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to care. You're just going to throw the sock on the floor. So I agree with what you're saying. I love keeping that top level organized. So that way, if there is a file or two that's in there. You're going to want to organize it or delete it. And I'm also one of those weird people that whenever I'm working with a teacher and I open up a new doc sheet, slide, whatever, the first thing I do is I go up to the name and I type and, t- and I name it delete me. Sure. Nice so that's right. Because and I, I, I run a course called um, Stop, Dropping, Get Organized. And the one thing I always start with is do a search in your Google Drive. And Everybody who's listening, stop and do this now. Do a search for the word unlisted or untitled. Mm -hmm. Right. How many untitled docs do you have? And most people spend 45 minutes of the session just getting rid of untitled stuff that they might be perfectly good things, but they never named them. Sure. And so I I just whenever I'm working with a teacher, the first thing I do is I name it delete me. So that way I just do a search for delete me and (laughs) pop everything, everything goes. But absolutely organizing that top level is good. And that's a good tip, you know, because I'm thinking about it for myself,
1: right? And I have a habit of doing this. I think a lot of tech coaches, too, you know, especially if you're doing a hands-on session, right, and you're working with your teachers and you're like, well, I'm just going to pop open this Google Doc or this Google Slide, and I'm going to show you how to maybe crop some images or insert some video, whatever you're trying to do. And next thing you know, you're right. There's no name. There's nothing else. And you're not sure what you were doing with it. And then you go back to your drive and you just see multiple slides, multiple docs. That key thing, like, why not just title it as a delete me? You go back to it in your drive later. You'll have the opportunity to delete it.
0: Have you had the system where you're opening up a doc to work with a teacher and then you, you know, days later, delete sure. it. And then the teacher emails you and says, hey, where is that thing? I really needed to see the example. And you're like, um. yep. So <laughs> and also when you're in a Google Doc, you know, up on the top, it's the name, then a star. I'm talking with my hands again, Nick. And then you have the folder, and you can actually organize everything from inside the Google Doc. And again, I've got all screenshots and stuff on the blog post that we posted out last week. Sure. But being able to organize from inside a Doc is certainly sometimes um, certainly sometimes, a lot easier for you than having to drop out, go back into Drive, and maybe that's hours later because you're on to another teacher classroom building, right? County, yeah <laughs> sometimes for some people so so we we've talked about adding things in different locations we've talked about organizing from the top level we've talked about moving files and folders what other advice do you have nick uh
1: you know for me i think uh just staying on top of what you're doing right um you know jeff i know you you have kind of a mantra of what you do at the end of your day i know for you know a lot of us, we try to find time to, to clean up, and uh, that summertime for me is, you know, or toward the end of the school year, really trying to clean up my drive and clean up everything, but, but I think you had a great tip, and one of your things is always finding that time at the end of the day, right? So, I don't, I, you know, can you talk to us and tell us a little bit about how, how do you do that? Well, what do you do during those that time limit?
0: Sure, and, and you know, there's always that period of time when it's the end of the day, the bell rings, students are leaving for the bus, at whatever grade level you happen to be at, right? And the teachers can't leave. And as a tech coach, what am I doing? Like I I can sit there and continue working with teachers, but at that point in time, the teachers need to figure out how to get out of there. So I'll sometimes either hang in the teacher's classroom, just like, hey, can can I hang for a couple more minutes or I'll go down to the main office or wherever I go. But I always try to make sure that I spend at least the last 10 minutes of my day organizing and just, as you said, cleaning up those last minutes, drive files, putting things where they are. Maybe that's when I'm going to add a file to two, two, two folders. That way, at least I can walk in the next day and know that it's organized. Now, I, I got to tell you, Nick, I don't do this every single day, but the point is at least once or twice or maybe three times a week, I, I try to get myself into this habit, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but as a tech coach, I don't get a lunch break. I can take lunch whenever I need to, right? Because I find most of the time I'm working with teachers during those lunch hours. So if I have 15 minutes here, or 15 minutes there, I take those 15 minutes and I just keep myself digitally organized. And it helps because, you know, you don't always have time to rename things. Maybe, I'm working with you, and it's and I just name it Nick Document. Well, after you're gone, I'll name it Nick Document Catcher in the Rye Book Report Folder, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm creating those search terms so that way I can find it later. But yeah. you know, 10 minutes a day keeps the craziness away. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot
1: of us do it. I think innately as a teacher, right? Like think, let's just think about how you managed in being in the classroom. A lot of us did that at the end of a day, right? Before you want to go home, let me gather all of my stuff for my lesson tomorrow and make sure it's all organized. That way, when I come in, I can hit the ground running or I had a habit of doing it. For me, it was always, I liked those mornings and getting in early and kind of like, let me just make sure my whole day is mapped out here and everything's organized and ready to go in the order of how I need it. So, you know, I I totally get what you're saying. And and I think end of the day as a tech coach is best case scenario, absolutely. And just finding that time um, up to use, you know, and
0: to use wisely so we want to know what your tips and tricks are we have, of course like I said we're written, written an entire blog post all about this and we would like to know what yours are you can go over to twitter at ask the tech coach we're going to make sure that next week on the 14th we're going to have this pinned up to the top we want to get your replies and let us know what you're doing to help keep your teachers organized and if any of these tips worked out for you let us know too we would certainly love to have you mention things in the comment section Nick I gotta to say two Episodes into this series, it's been wonderful having you as a co host, but there's still more because this week you're actually working on a blog post that's going to be the topic of next week's episode again, helping teachers and coaches get ready for the beginning of the year. What do we have going on next episode? Yeah, so we're going to talk
1: about um, how to survey staff, right? Like, how do you send surveys? How do you create them? What platforms do you use? I think we all do it as tech coaches. I think the teacher voice is a piece that's really needed to help design and redesign professional development and really get to the heart of what they want and what they need so When do you survey? You know, how do you survey? What does it look like? I think those are all the questions we always ask. How often do we do it?
0: (laughs) And not only is it going to be a great episode for you guys to watch, because every tech coach needs to be able to have some kind of way to either as a group assess an entire school district, a building or if nothing else, quickly sit down one to one and be able to assess that. So we're going to be talking about ways to assess really on the fly. Right, We'll we'll, we'll give our tips and tricks for maybe, you know, maybe Nick sits down with me and I've never worked with Nick or maybe I've worked with Nick a long time. I need to find out what he knows without literally saying, Nick, on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about Google Sheets? Right, We don't do that. So (laughs) we're going to talk about ways that we can quickly figure out how to engage our teachers in a way that is professional, but also, you know, how do we help them out as quickly as possible? And so stick around for that episode is going to be coming out. Let's see. That will be August the 21st. We're looking forward to having you on for that one as well. Now, of course, there's several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of the show. Again, you can go to www.ask.askthetechcoach.com. That's askthetechcoach.com. And, of course, find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Now, Nick, we had kind of... T- tease this a little bit, but we are in the process of creating an instructional technology coach mastermind. Have you ever been in a mastermind before, Nick? Uh, No, I have not. What does the word mastermind mean to you?
1: Uh, Just someone kind of all-knowing, right? Like has an idea of a lot of different things. You
0: know, it's an interesting way that you said somebody who's all-knowing because in education, we don't really think that way. We have this philosophy that the smartest person is the room. The room. Yep. And that's exactly what we're building for you guys. We are out there actually in the process right now of working on a a a, a room where we, all instructional technologies can come and, and learn from each other, share resources, maybe become a guest on our show, maybe become a guest blogger on our Ask the Tech Coach blog. But we're looking to put together something that's pretty special for you. And, of course, we're looking for a little bit of feedback to say, what could that be? What could we design for you guys? What could we turn this community into? So that way it's pretty special for you. And, again, you can always go over to you know, Twitter and Ask the Tech Coach. Let us know what you think as we go through here. Our goal is to have it launched by the end of August, beginning of September and of course do all that stuff with you in mind so that way we can all learn from each other on this journey. Nick, I want to say thank you so much for being a co-host. It is so nice to have you here. Um, What are you doing the rest of the school year here? What are you doing to prepare yourself for the beginning of your year?
1: Yeah, attending some uh, you know some conferences. So, you know I know uh, tomorrow I'm going to be at a, a conference in uh, South Jersey. So doing some pre- present, uh, presenting on PD. Um, hopefully getting out to another one the following week, and then uh, just prepping and you know take some summertime vacay because it's
0: needed. It is absolutely needed. It's going to be a great year ahead. It's going to be a long year ahead, and we want to find out what you guys are doing. So stick around with us. Please subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere that your podcasts are found. If you're listening to this show, please feel free to leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. We would certainly love it. And that ends Ask the Tech Coach Episode 12. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. I'm Nick Amaral. And we want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.